Hey listeners, Steven here with yet another producer note. Yes, Steve's audio is once again messed up in the second half. I'm so sorry this keeps happening, but this episode is also quite stale in terms of news and events. We recorded it in the first week of October, hence Steve's ill-fated Jay's bet at the end of the episode, but we have some good discussions on here, so I'm serving it up anyways, like a day old at a coffee shop. Uh... We had a couple busy weeks. We weren't able to get it out. I drove 2,000 kilometers or something. Steve put his kid into daycare. A lot's going on. Uh, Stay tuned for episode 200, our first in-person recording special episode. And if you missed it, check out our interview with Recombobulator Games. Very excited about their Kickstarter. It's not too late. On with the show. Welcome back, comrades, to the CanadianGameDevs.com podcast. This is episode number 199, arguably the hardest number to say in French. Uh, it's coming at you, our patrons, October 4th, 2021, and all of the pleb- plebeians, plebites, uh, October 6th. Uh, we still love you. Uh, you just get it two days later. Uh, it's a weekly show covering all the games made in Canada and the people who create them. My name is Stephen, spelled the PH in an A, so you'd think it's Stefan phonetically. It's not. Steve ve but originally phe is joining me welcome steve <laughs> <What's going on? laughs> uh steve recently I, I i think i realized if i ever have a daughter i want to call her clarice so i can do the hannibal line anytime i walk into the room like What's good the, evening clarice you know that one when he's just I, standing in the cell i never watched Hannibal, so i, ah, I don't know but it's i'll right. take your word for it tis the season uh, <laughs> if you want to help us, uh, put me in a financial position one day where I could afford to have a child, uh, patreon.com <laughs> slash Canadian game devs, uh, that support will get you two day early access to the podcast. That's currently entering your ear holes, game key giveaways, discounts for Canadian gaming events like EGLX. It's in the game. Shout outs at the end of every episode and the knowledge that you're helping us keep the lights on covering the game dev scene. I think Game Informer actually has like a light switch at the top to change it from light mode to dark mode. It's really cute. Mm. You actually click a little light switch and it actually flips. I like that. Yeah, me too. Uh, I, of course, would like to continue plugging the Indian Residential School Survivor Society who are doing important work helping communities suffering from intergenerational trauma wrought by our Canadian government get help and find out things they need to know about their past and help them figure out what to do from here uh steve also we would like to plug the heart and stroke foundation a cause near and dear to your heart mm-hmm. uh literally near and dear to your heart wow that exactly. works out perfectly i know i and i i think i don't think the joke landed last time but because i always do a donation in memory of dad because he both had died from a heart attack and had a stroke so he like covers like both bases of that entire foundation so they like ex- existed for people like your dad yeah, exactly. I guess like they kind of go hand in hand. I'm sure having a stroke and having a heart attack are pretty, pretty common. It's like a buddy cop movie type of thing. Mm-hmm. It's it's <laughs> probably related to blood or something. I think they're both related to blood. Um, the heart definitely does the blood stuff. Yeah, there's there's blood in the brain too, from what I can tell. Uh, <laughs> this week, Steve, we got lots of news. Uh, Bioshock Four question mark coming soon? Probably not. A couple games get uh, dates at the end of October, making it what I think is going to be the second 
busiest week for Canadian releases after this week, which we'll get to as well. Uh, and Avengers comes to Game Pass. Will it save it? Probably not. But I have a, no. I have a, I have a couple of opinions anyway, and I'd like to know what you think. <laughs> Top of the show, let's shuffle some papers. Gene Leggett, lovely patron, still looking for a part-time producer in the coming months. You should go follow her on Twitter for more information there. I've been following her, uh, unpacking their, their new home, gearing up for uh, this next phase of development. Uh, very excited for them and, and looking forward to following along with that. And hopefully, maybe you listening to this could work with them on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Archipelago of Design, still looking for a game designer. This is remote, I believe, Steve. Could be remote. I think so. I just can't remember. Um, but yeah, you can check that out in the show notes anyway. Uh, and Joydrop, still looking for Unreal and Unity developers. Oh, I forgot to plug Eric Beer, top of the show, thebotbook.com. Sorry, Eric. Um, that's our top patron. And if you want to join him as a top patron, uh, I will also forget to plug your work at the top of every show <laughs> until Sorry a couple minutes later. <laughs> uh, so join him, canadiangives.com. Oh, no, patreon.com slash canadiangives. Uh, two events, Steve, both shared to us. Or no, first one, I believe, is shared to us by Gene, uh, the Canada-Melbourne Digital Games webinar. Yeah, there's two, there was two posts in our Discord, because we have a game dev events uh, channel on our Discord, which you mm-hmm. should join. Absolutely. Um, this, you know, I guess it's just, let me see if I can find on the prize. Leadership and scale in your studio, an event, uh, no. respected industry leader, Jason Della Rocha. Will He's at everything. We'll lead a panel discussing featuring discussions featuring Jesse Houston of Phoenix Labs, someone from Norseville Games, someone from Hipster Whale, someone from League of Geeks. The panel will discuss their experiences in navigating and managing business growing pain strategies for success and important lessons for growing a sustainable and stable business in a fast making moving environment. So uh, you can register for that. It's on October 26, 2021. I don't see a price or anything like that. So Norseville. Oh, it is free. It is free. So hot off of gearbox published uh tribes of midgard be be lots of cool i think tidbits pearls of wisdom as my dad used to say probably still says i haven't talked to him in person in a while about things we learned uh that you could (laughs) gleam from this event uh october 26th and also of course happening at the end of this month game dev atlantic uh, I think Jason Delaroca will be speaking there too. Actually, I see his <laughs> name on I see his name on everything, and I think he spoke there last year. So he, he's just like on the tour, you know. Who is he? I, I feel like I've seen that name, but I don't. Oh, geez, I, I feel like him. I should know because I've probably seen him give like Delaroca probably four or five talks. A former executive director of the Montreal chapter of the Interact International Game Developers Association um, until March two thousand nine, and now he does. Oh, wow. Oh, he's he has a, a, he's he has a, a bunch Wikipedia of, page. He has an IMDb. He's been in a bunch of documentaries. Huh. A well-known figure in the game community, building efforts with the inaugural Ambassador Award of the 8th Developers Conference, or Game Developers Conference. Sounds like this guy does a lot of things, and right. uh, one of them is giving talks. So you can, you can hear it both. I think he's also at uh, Game Dev Atlantic, but definitely at Canada Melbourne Digital Games webinar. Steve, I forgot to shuffle papers last week, but I won't this week. I, I remember. I, I listened to it, uh, the episode a couple days ago. And, um, yeah, yeah it's up. a glowing emission. <laughs> but I think it's because we were so caught up in the moment with Gabriel on the pod. So everyone should go back, listen to that episode. Uh, I lovely chat with Gabriel. And I want to have him back on to talk about his thoughts on accessibility in games. He has a lot of interesting takes on, on that that 
I agree with and would love to hear spoken more eloquently from someone who's made a whole bunch of games that he's tried to make as accessible as possible. It's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, Steve, as I mentioned at the top of the show, I believe this is the biggest week for Canadian game releases this year, unless something crazy happens in November. Um, but I got seven games for you this week, all made partly or wholly in Canada and are now out for purchase. This one, I think, might be up your alley, Steve. Astria Ascending just came out this week, a JRPG uh, from some veterans of Final Fantasy, co-developed by Artisan Studios, which has uh, a studio in uh, Quebec as well as Montpellier. So that's why I'm including it. Um, Let me give you a little pitch here. Um, Or here. Oh, Google's just started filling in the first sentence of like reviews when you Google a game. That's new. Oh, Oh, the art of this is beautiful. Right? Um, So this review from IGN says, It has plenty of amusing things going for it, but those shortcomings keep it from becoming the breakout JRPG it has the potential to be. Astria Ascending puts a side-scrolling twist on a more traditional turn-based RPG shell. Mm. Huh. Uh, published by Dear Villagers, they've been publishing a whole bunch of big things, and I believe this is their first Canadian joint, although they've worked with other studios in Montpellier, so I think that's where the, the hookup, the link, was made. Um, I, haven't, I haven't heard about this. It's on PS4 as well? Yeah, it, it's hitting all the platforms they want. Let's find the funniest Steam review. Um, oh, no. No one has a platinum yet. A couple negative reviews. Uh, has legs and crashes, but still fun. Five hours on record from Deadpool. I can trust Deadpool's opinion on games. That's true. Uh, so that's Ishii Ascending from Artisan Studios, partly in Quebec. Uh, long covered on the site, Steve. Finally out this week. Huge congrats to the teams at Breaking Walls in Montreal for the release of Away, colon, the Survival Series. This is the, um, oh, I forget the name of the animal. Fine uh, yeah, it's like a flying flying squirrel type thing. Documentary style. Uh, it was... What's the animal's name? Sugar Glider. See, they have special names. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> out, out now on Steam, PS4, and PS5. TBD 2021 for Xbox One. Not a whole lot of time left in 2021. So, you know, take take some time if you need it. Um, but yeah, we've been covering this one for a while. It's finally out. Play a sugar glider, run around, avoid eagles, catch ladybugs, just do your, do your little gliding thing. And it looks gorgeous. Um, I think this, this game's quite pretty in my opinion. Yeah, it's, it does look, uh, pretty neat. It's, <laughs> I'm just looking at some of the games <laughs> of like the squirrel, like looking at this fire tornado thing. <laughs> there definitely seems to be. I don't know if there'll be any climate change underpinnings to this message, although there's a lot of catastrophic weather in this trailer I'm looking at. Mm-hmm. Um, I could totally see them trying to make a pitch here for, hey, look at this uh, creature you're developing an emotional connection with. Oh, no, something's destroying their their uh, climate or their, their environment. Habitat, they say, Steve. What, what could you do about that? Uh, so, yeah, that's out now. Congrats again. We've been covering this one for so long, Steve. Like, you were already talking about it when I joined the show, and it's finally out. Yeah, I feel like it got announced, like, a long time ago. Like, I kind of, like, I remember watching it on, like, one of those PlayStation, uh, I don't know, whatever they, whatever they call them. The directs, but they're not directs. Mm, the state of play, or they used to be, their state of plays more recently, but I remember they had a different name for it for a bit. Yeah. Um, 
Next up, Steve, Centipede colon recharged, which I recently learned is part of an effort from Atari to reboot or sort of like bring back a bunch of their franchises. It's just the name colon and then recharged. So Centipede colon recharged um, is out now, partly developed by Adam Vision Studios in Vancouver. Uh, Adam is also, I believe his Twitter said head of uh, title lead on the Atari recharge series. Oh, so probably a lot more Atari games coming from Adam and co in the coming years as Atari is sort of trying to revamp, bring, bring Atari into the 21st century. Um, what do we get next, Steve missile command colon recharge? What well, else his they recent got? tweet is, uh, it's from someone named Jason Polanski who's in Brooklyn and he retweeted it. I think I'm allowed to share this asteroids recharge gift that I reference on the Atari recharge pro- podcast going up later. Would be rude not to. Centipede recharge is only the beginning. So Ooh, asteroids so asteroids. Is, yep, yep, asteroids it's asteroids. Uh, so that's super cool that that's coming at us from a Canadian developer. Uh, <clears throat> uh, I wish from, listed on Steam or on uh, PS5. So. Oh, I'll play a wishlist sound for that. Um, yeah, this is out now on Switch uh, as well as PS4, PS5, and both Xboxes and Steam and Epic Games Store. It really just did a shotgun day one approach, which I feel like is kind of how you have to do it. Uh, and yeah, so if you're a fan of Centipede, of which I am, a Centipede was one of the first big like million dollar titles developed by a woman, I believe. Oh, really? Because there was that one year they were doing the game up oh, centipede is of course a bug when you google it first but centipede game there we go uh yeah uh, designed by donna bailey who oh. uh went on to win the gdc like industry like famous person of the year thing um so yeah that's a bit of bit of history there from from the u.s's west coast in the what 70s to canada's west coast in 2021 kind of cool nice uh, next up, big game previously featured on Wishlist this out this week, Imposter Factory by Freebird Games in Canada. I think they're in BC, but they just say Canada on their Twitter. It's out now on PC and Mac. Uh, we featured this on Wishlist this previously, Steve. This was one of those ones we sort of discovered. It's kind of like this massive franchise we'd never really heard about. Or not franchise, but like studio with like a huge following that's kind of sustaining yeah. them. They have 2,300 uh, overly whelming positive reviews. Yeah, so this... This game came out uh, three days ago as we're recording this, and they're already at overwhelmingly positive, which is really impressive on Steam specifically. Um, and Freebird Games, uh, famous for To the Moon, Finding Paradise, A Bird Story, uh, and they seem to have been just slowly building over the years since 2008 a, a big uh, following um, RPG maker style games. Mm-hmm. Uh, Imposter Factory is an indie adventure RPG and yeah it's 10 bucks uh deals on until thursday so everyone if you're listening to this the day it goes up for both feeds check it out and yeah we, we really just stumbled upon this when i was looking for wishlist this games and freebird sort of built a little little uh rpg maker empire here yeah no kidding um so yeah it's impressive uh a time loop tragic comedy ah oh, i love when they just make up a word that's how you tell you're doing something interesting. Cause like, well, what are we making? It's like a tragedy. It's a comedy. It's a tragic comedy. Just use Is this these. All of their game? Oh no, there's a, Oh, no, I'm sorry. 
there's only four on Steam, and they all are all kind of RPG. Yeah, games. I saw I saw a bundle, and I guess it's like a, it comes with like a co- there's like a comic or something, and there's a soundtrack. And I thought it was like maybe bundled all their games, but mm-hmm. um, so yeah, that's out now on Steam. Running through the last couple of games out this week, Lemnis Gate, which I've been talking about. Uh, I played it this week, so I'll talk about it a bit at the end of the show. It's out now on everything, Steve. PC, PS5, Series XS, PS4, Xbox One. Uh, that's by Rat Loop Canada and Montreal. This game is so hard to describe because it's messing with time and multiplayer. And it's my, my friend described it as kind of like 4D chess because the time, time, Steve, is the fourth dimension. Um, and now that we're playing on timelines, we, we've, we've arrived at 4D FPS combat. I'll talk about it at the end of the show. Uh, rounding out this week, uh, Spooky Maze from fan of the, friend of the site and Twitter, uh, Dan Curry, is out now on the App Store and Google Play Store. Uh, I dabbled a little bit. I didn't give as much time as I wanted, but uh, it's sort of a like haunted uh, maze, uh, top-down view. You're kind of like trying to avoid uh, creatures crawling around while while you're navigating this this maze that sort of like disappears in the blackness, trying to get out. Um, it's free. So yeah, there's no reason not to check it out. Um, yeah, I'm, down, I'm downloading it right now. There we go. I'll play another download sound for Steve uh, on iOS and Android, of course. And so no reason why you couldn't. Um, and the last game today, Steve, I think is something that you might be interested in. Mm-hmm. So why don't you tell me a bit about Steel Assault, previously featured on Wishlist This, co-developed by Tribute Games in Montreal. It's on everything. Well, no, it's on a Switch. <laughs> no, I think it's just Switch, right? Uh, Switch, yeah. PC, Linux, and Mac. Tribute games, man, they're just they're just banging these out. Like every game they make, I I just imagine I, I'm like, oh, I played this when I was you know ten years old. So this looks like an SNES, um, very quick like Metal Slug type of game. Here, let me actually punch, whip, and zipline your way through post-apocalyptic America in this retro-style action platformer. Mm. Play as Taro Takanashi, a resistance soldier on revenge mission against a dictator who's lords over the ashes. Who lords over the ashes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it looks just like an SNES, sort of like, well, I mean, Gunstar Heroes was, uh, was Genesis, but Gunstar Heroes and, and Metal Slug and stuff from that era. Um, it even has like kind of the weird pseudo 3D stuff. Like if you go to, where was this? 35 seconds in the trailer, you're like shooting an enemy in the background and it's kind of 3D, but not really. Um, in the release date trailer, I don't know if, if, uh, if it's on Steam or whatever, but this looks pretty sweet, and it's got the whip, like this whip mechanic too, where you can kind of like um, traverse like gaps and stuff like that, which I think. Uh, oh yeah, cool. I don't know. I see it. I'm itching for this, man, but uh, I just it's. I think uh, it's gonna be I hard. Play, I don't want to play it on the Switch. It's <laughs> gonna be hard for sure. It's gonna be brutal. <laughs> I don't want to play it on the Switch, but I don't. I, I need the Steam Deck, so it's either this one's another race against the clock. Is it going to be PS Five Four? or steam steam deck. deck the bad guy is that who's the guy from street fighter who has the red jacket with the the shoulder pads oh, that, bison bison or whatever yeah i think the bad guy is kind of a bison homage he's just at the end of this one trailer but yeah dude uh, honestly i know you saw that uh cellar door games in toronto has a steam deck and they're working on getting rogue legacy 2 mm. on it and just seeing that video of them playing rogue legacy on the steam deck i was like yes i'm ready i'm ready to play all my steam games lying down on my couch <laughs> on yeah, a steam I'm, deck i'm very hyped for the steam deck like it's i have so many steam games that i've literally have never played just because i don't i just don't play games on the pc really 
and um, and like I've, I've been playing. We'll get into what we've been playing, but I'm playing a lot of Vita this week because it's just like playing a portable is just kind of easier, and I'm just I'm kind of just over the switch at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a baby game for baby system for babies, and mm-hmm. you know I'm a big boy. I want Me a too. Big boy system. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So Steam Deck hype. Uh, we'll, we'll be playing but lots Steel of Salt, yeah. games. Steel Salt looks so good, and I want to games. Just they're just bang out, man. Like they're. They got they're listed the top developers in the area, like top tier, top tier, consistent too. You want to talk about like consistent? Flint Hook, you really loved Mercenary mm-hmm. Games. I thought was really wicked. One of my Andrew first. Paladin, we played a bitch. Yep, a bunch. We loved Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Shredder's Revenge. Like looks dope. Like it all these games dope. are just bangers. Like I want to note, Steve, they are listed on Steam as a publisher for Steel Assault. Zenovia Interactive in New York is the developer. Mm. But as I understood the press release, I think they were helping with a bit of. Uh, development at the end as well just listed as a publisher on steam um so it's it's a joint thing but it's so obviously like if you just saw this trailer and told me it was a tribute game i would believe you because it's so in line with the other things they do that this is yeah, such exactly. a, a perfect fit for them and exactly. uh, maybe it's the future of them helping up help li- helping lift up other retro developers mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, all of these games are out this week somehow i don't understand so many games coming out and uh yeah, I think the end of October might be the next busiest week, but we'll see what November brings. Whew. Uh, all of these, of course, in the show notes with links. Uh, I got a bit of news for you this week, Steve. The Echo Generation, which I played a demo of in June as part of the Xbox demo event, and we've talked a bit a, a bunch on the show, coming from Coco Cucumber Go in Toronto. It's coming out October 21st, day one on Game Pass. hey uh, Xbox Series SX1 and PC. Um, this trailer straight up has the scene from Stranger Things where they're in the school and the Demogorgon's like running down the hallway chasing them. That shot is straight up in the tra- new trailer I just saw. So I, I think they're they're fully leaning into to Stranger Things, which mm. is really smart because obviously there's a lot of people who love that. Um, and from the demo I played, I think, you know, the, the combat's not my favorite. I really was more there for the writing and uh, some of the inventory and UI stuff is, is really cool. How they've, It's something Moonglow Bay does, too, where it kind of combines voxel art, which is the majority of the game, with like a sort of hand-drawn or uh, 2D, or very different contrasting like UI art, which I really like because I, gotta be honest, Steve, I don't like um, <laughs> voxel art. I don't like looking at it in a way that like, I understand it's a purely aesthetic choice that Mm -hmm. as soon as you make an aesthetic choice that strong with your game, you have to be okay with people who don't like that aesthetic, not liking it, but combining it with that other 2d art. And and I think a good script, uh, I will absolutely, especially because it's on game pass, be checking out echo generation day one. Yeah. Game pass just makes it so easy. It just makes it so easy. Do they say if it's PC, like, because it's come to PC as well, right? It is. Uh, I believe it's Game Pass on both. Um, but I guess we'll find out. I guess we will find. Let me see. I'm I'm hopping over the Microsoft page, which is up now. Uh, you can. It's not available yet. Um, but yeah, I'm seeing Xbox One, PC, and Series XS as well as Game Pass. Uh, so. Yeah, and I've been a you know I've been a fan of their their other games too. So I'm I'm excited for this. And it's mm-hmm. turn based RPG. So. Mm-hmm. Sign yeah. me up. I don't know the Stranger Things stuff though, so if there's a lot of reference to that. I don't, I don't really, I don't it's really it's 
it's mainly just a, that one shot of the sort of alien creature yeah. thing running down the the like poorly lit high eighties high school hallway that was like immediately like, that has to be uh, referencing that that Stranger Things shot. Um, yeah, but I don't know. I don't necessarily mind that. Like a, a whole bunch of this game is referencing a lot of other popular culture, especially when in a Canadian context, like the kids wearing a maple leaf hat, you look at his bedroom and it's like hockey posters and a hockey stick. Like, uh, I would, I think like just can Canadian stranger things is a great pitch. Um, so yeah, I'm just looking at some of the gifts. They posted a lot of gifts on their, on their Twitter too. So you should check it out. Definitely. will be checking out Echo Generation. Is it, Uh, is it, is it, take place in the 90s didn't we forget wasn't this one of the other games that were like oh man all these games were just taking place during steve's oh was it i might have been mixing that up with the big con which is the 90s but if i read the description here well because you mentioned because also uh, i don't see control f maple town 90s set in the 90s echo generation has a heartwarming story from the supernatural oh there you go of growing up in a small town boom that is okay so it is 90s it's stranger things (laughs) in the 90s in canada nice starring steve (laughs) i remember fighting monsters and and stuff do you remember when the the spaceship landed in the cornfield and you had to go find your lost cat and your cat ran into the cornfield so you ended up chasing after it and you stumbled onto the alien spaceship which launched your adventure i remember next to the mall is this big open field i remember one time someone like basically just lit it on fire awesome (laughs) it's just like on this giant inside the mall like, oh, it's uh, weird and just I don't, I don't know what happened with it i remember seeing fire trucks and i think it was just like oh, let's just let it die down i guess i don't know <laughs> all right i have a small story tangent my dad's one of the people my dad's works with lived in fergus for so long and they mentioned like the street i live on used to be dirt and there was a couple houses and they played like kick the can down it and I was like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, cool, old person. And then the <laughs> the field I walked past for high school for like three years, in my fourth year of high school, they just all of a sudden in a couple months threw up like a 10-story apartment building. And I was like walking with a friend. And I was like, oh, yeah, this used to be a field. And I was like, oh, my God, I've become I the old person. <laughs> I remember um, my parents lived in Brampton before moving to Toronto, then moving to One Sound. Condolences. And, like, we, would always, we would still go to... We would go through Brampton just to get to like different places, and they would always just be like, "I remember when this was all field and blah blah blah." And now I, now I say that to Heather when we're in one sound. <laughs> so sound. I like, oh, I used to play in this field over here. It's like, yeah, okay, great, great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's that, it's that, it's that um, meme format where old. it's the old woman with the walker being helped by the younger person. It's yeah, like, exactly. Uh, that's. That's us. More so you, but uh, Moongalo Bay has also been delayed, Steve, to October 26th, further making that last week uh, much busier and making uh, Far Cry 6 the only Canadian game coming out on my birthday now, which sucks, but we'll we'll survive. (laughs) Uh, I'm excited about Moongalo Bay, and it's also, I believe, coming to Game Pass? I don't know if that's true. It just it, it feels weird when a, an indie game isn't coming to Game Pass. Yeah, now. when it's like exclusive to Xbox and not on Game Pass. Yeah, so. that like the Big Con did that, and I was like, oh, I'll just download it, and I got the email. I was like, hey, here's your code for the Big Con. I'm like, oh, I have Game Pass. Wait, it's not on Game Pass. Um, so let me see news Xbox. It's coming to Xbox with Game Pass this year. There you go, Moon Globe, day one download. Smash. 
Swish. Uh, all right, two stories coming out of Montreal to close out the news this week. Uh, there's this Twitter account I mentioned before. Uh, I really like that uh, at B O G O R A D two 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 on Twitter. Timmer two 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 is their name. Basically, from what I can tell, all this person does is scour LinkedIn, Wikipedia, and like other sites that repeatedly get updated by people for like tidbits about game development. And so they most recently found this uh, developer at Cloud Chamber, which uh, people will remember is where the new Bioshock game is being developed in Montreal uh, by 2K, uh, founded in 2017. No, founded... Founded, I think, a long time ago, but then announced a couple years ago because I was yeah, already I'd... here when it was announced. Yeah, I remember when it got announced. And it's it's yeah. been a long time coming. It's been a, it's been a while. They uh, are so so. Someone on LinkedIn updated their uh, a resume to say uh, principal environment artist at Bioshock Four bracket in pre production bracket. Now it's hard to confirm things like these whether. Um, that's true or not, aside from just it looks like one person who work, worked there has mentioned their work at the company, which is in present day 2021, as being pre-production. So again, there's a huge asterisk on this, but if Bioshock 4 is still in pre-production in 2021, you can expect it in maybe like three to five years, um, which I think is because I think people think it's coming sooner. Like I, people every time a game awards or state of play is coming up are always like, Ooh, maybe we'll finally get a look at Bioshock four because you know, the studio has been announced for a couple of years and people are posting on LinkedIn having worked on it since 2017. But I really think it's a lot further away than it actually, uh, people might think Steve. Uh, I mean, I just hope if, if we're not, now I have a different thought. If we wait so long, I hope it's now just like a next gen title mm, yeah I, I think that would be sweet like a ps5 xbox series x like bioshock in space or whatever where mm. the fuck they go would just be so good. <laughs> yeah where know, do just, they go they went under the sea and to the clouds now what i don't know they just make a normal city thing. on the land <laughs> it's just <laughs> <laughs> it's just like in the middle of nowhere or something uh that's awesome uh i don't know but um but I, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, I thought it was going to be next year or so or that we would actually at least see it. Have they even officially announced it? They must have. It They've just it said this Cloud Chamber Studio is working on the next Bioshock on game. Bio- yeah. But yeah, that's all they've said. That's they all they've said. Nothing. Comma, Reckoning or something. But I think as this project has been worked on for so many years now and obviously people are leaving and joining and posting on LinkedIn stuff's going to start trickling out. And I'm sure lots of people in the press already know much more about the Bioshock game than they're letting on. So yeah, Jason Schreier, like, what <laughs> that'll all start coming out. I think, uh, but yeah, I'm so excited for the next Bioshock, Steve. I, I love the series and for all its ups and downs, which it has a bunch of, I would like to see another one. Mm-hmm. Last bit of news from out of Montreal this week. The Avengers game is on Game Pass, Steve. I don't know how long it'll be on Game Pass for. Often these huge third-party AAAs, like when they got Red Dead 2 and GTA 5 on there. It was like two months. Yeah, it was nothing. So this certainly counts as high-budget AAA third-party. So we'll see how long it stays on Game Pass 4. But... I at least have five friends who this week downloaded Avengers for the first time because it's on game pass and are playing it. And we obviously like when something's on game pass, you have a much, 
uh, I don't want to say lower bar, but you just download it and try it. You didn't just drop $90 on it. I think it sets expectations a little lower. So maybe that would be good for Avengers for this new wave of players to have that lowered expectation. Um, What do you think? Yeah, because it was on PS Now. Was it actually? Three months. Yeah, I missed that. It was. It was. um, When was it? PS Now. It must have been in the last year because it was earlier in the year. It was shortly after they did the um, April April twenty twenty one. And it went to July, so April, May, June, July. So, so you it only like assume it'll be a similar, or it probably will be a similar two to three months for Game Pass. Yeah, because I remember this was around, this was around the time that they had the PS5 port, and when they announced, um, when they showed Avengers, mm-hmm. and Borderlands 3 was in the same uh, month, and the Long Dark, actually, that they announced that like you couldn't get the PS5 updates mm-hmm. for it, and everyone was like, well, okay, thanks. But um, yeah, I mean, Marvel's Avengers. I've said I've said a lot about it. Yeah. I think it's fun. Certainly worth a free. Absolutely, download, give it a shot. It doesn't uh, have game. It doesn't have um, crossplay though for you. No, uh, it's coming. It's out now on Game Pass and includes all of the story content from the game's launch, including War for Wakanda, which just came out. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's got everything except for Spider Man on Game Pass. Um, so, but Spider Man's not out on PlayStation either. Uh, no, he's not. Apparently this year, but. We'll see. We'll see. Take a <laughs> three months, and they haven't even like shown them. So. Dude, that Guardians of the Galaxy Avengers. game from the same team comes out in like a or tomorrow. A couple, it? no, middle end of October, I think. So it's, uh, that's it's part of that huge busy week. Uh, mm. But yeah, I, I know it's not this team, but it's another French developer. I think Motive. It was, it was Motive, right? No, no, no. It was. Uh, oh, Eidos Montreal. It was Eidos Montreal. Eidos Montreal, who helped out with Avengers. Right. Okay. So that's all, they're obviously going to bring some of that talent. And you suit, I mean, I think visually, the Guardians characters and the Marvel's Avengers video game characters, like, I think there is a consistent, <laughs> they are trying to build sort of like a video game consistent thing here. Uh, yeah. The annoying thing, though, is they've stated that they're not in the same, like, universe or whatever. Wait. The same video game Guardians game. and Marvel's Avengers aren't? Yeah, they're not. Like, Come on, guys. That's all people know, want. Right? That's all people I want. I, I was just like, guys, your entire movie franchise is so popular because people just like the fact that everything's connected and you and you do like little Easter eggs and all this shit mm-hmm. and get cameos. And I'm like, how Man. do you not like why don't you it's made by the same studio as well? Like, ah, that's tough. They look like they could be in the same game. So Yeah. Anywho, that's uh, That's why you and I need to Games. we do we do and you're 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 already getting into it you're you're making some cool stuff i, I love seeing I little updates see. people don't know, I don't know about cool stuff i'm making some stuff steve Let's... sends me pictures and on the right is unity open on his laptop with his hand and and stuff on the keyboard part in the ambulance behind me and on the left is his daughter watching elmo and i mm-hmm. honestly think that's the ideal setting to make games and i don't know if it's distracting but uh, it's cute <laughs> It reduces, see, when that happens, because, like, I can't put up a tutorial or something, early like, a video. So mm. I usually, when when she naps or when I just have the time away, that's when I do, like, tutorials and because I can watch the video and follow along. And then when it's Elmo time with her, that's when I, like, <laughs> try to do my own stuff and tinker around and, and, and whatnot. Uh, it's Elmo time is the name of this episode. 
that's always double time. Oh, also something I, I looked up this week because people might be curious why I didn't include Amazon's newly released New World in the games this week. I actually found the press release that said Amazon Game Studios Montreal is not working on New World. They are working on mm. a new project. So that is why they weren't un- they weren't included, despite. I'm tempted by that game. Like I know it's getting blasted right now because the server issues, so I'm fine with waiting. Mm-hmm. But well, it's also well, only no, on it, PC, Steve. So we'll see when your Steam Deck arrives. Steam Steam Deck, they gotta be making it for PS5. I gotta imagine. I don't know. It looks it looks dark. It looks like a Lord of the Rings without the Lord of the Rings shit in it. It's a it's a mashup, it's isn't it? Like it's kind of a mashup of of aesthetics. Or was that a different MMO? But. It does. I have a bunch of friends getting into it. Like I look over at my Discord friends list right now, and I got one, two, three. Like yeah, a bunch of people playing New World, and it's forty dollars to US, Steve. So not a free download, and it's putting up numbers. Yeah, Jeff, so. Jeff Bezos. He maybe maybe knows a thing or two. <laughs> he he got into space before launching a game successfully, which I think definitively proves that game development is tougher than rocket science. That makes sense. Although rocket getting into space is kind of like a solved thing now. Like all, I mean, to be, to be fair, we got into space long before we made videos. Yeah. All, all Bezos did this year <laughs> was what the Soviet union did with turtles in the fifties. So <laughs> it's, it's kind of 70 years behind the space race. Space a long, long time ago, but like when Pong was like seventies. Like, yeah. Not, all the NASA shit was shut down by the time Pong came out. Exactly. On, Probably because out, you know, video games are the true final frontier of human experience. And uh, I think that's what Kirk, uh, Captain Kirk was saying. I think so. Let's uh, let's wish list some games, Steve. Yeah. Uh, rest in peace to Brett, frequent host, co-host who would wish list games while we were talking about them. So I made a whole segment out of it. Uh, these are also pulled from Game Slice 2021's list of demos. Because uh, it's a great list of some great demos. Also, if you missed our our uh, playing some of these demos and trying to do a sort of Let's Play style game critique, I've uploaded that now to our YouTube. Uh, the Director's Cut featuring 20 more minutes of demos I couldn't fit into the hour slot they gave us. <laughs> so check that out on our YouTube. Uh, these are all some games that we played, and I want to make sure are on Steve's wish list because I don't think we actually wish listed any of these as we were going through. I don't know if you did. No, I, I think we... Uh selfishly kept them good out of the wish list. Good. No, it's not. It's content. We're, we're prolonging the discussion about these games. It's uh, tactical. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, Beyond the Oaks from Dragonfly Game Studios in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. You can release it's uh, you can wish list it now in Game Jolt or they, they call it follow. Um, so I've, I've gone ahead and, and followed that, but I'm asking you at the end, Steve. Uh, Beyond the Oaks quote, after Andrew wakes up in a strange world, he finds the village clutched by an ancient curse and a mysterious alien presence. Three powerful witch sisters, a futuristic AI system with an armored spacesuit might be the key to freeing you and the villagers from curses uh, from the cursed lands beyond the old oaks. So the demo we played was sort of like a third person. You, you made, I think, the Mass Effect kind of combat yeah, I got uh, Mass Effect, and it's like Predator as well. Right? Mm, the Predator vision is big time, yeah. especially in like the like the towering canopy with like the uh, glowing red enemies, and everything else is like blacks and blues. Definitely feels like mm-hmm. Predator, um, but the the gun combat especially felt like uh, even Mass Effect One. I would say would be a good analogy uh, or reference for this. Um, but I think we both said by the end of that, it did show a lot of promise. Obviously, 
and they say this up front very early in development. Um, they're just gearing up, getting like the what we would call the minimum viable product, the MVP demo. MVP. Yeah, I man. hate that. <laughs> you uh, still remember all the jargon? Yeah. Oh yeah. I I just remember the first time I heard MVP was like in you know my one of my first tech jobs, and you know, I was a sports fan. This is totally not having anything to do with it. <laughs> they <laughs> stole it. The business community, the nerds fan, stole it from the jocks. It means literally the exact opposite. It though, does. It means the best player. Yeah. Yep. Anyways, sorry. So they uh, they should call one of these games after the, like the year after it comes out, and they do the game of the year edition. Just call it the MVP edition. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I get it. I get it. It's like what what is the least possible thing where we can ship this thing? Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a helicopter landing behind me. I don't know if anyone's picking that up, but that's what that is. Um, I can hear it. Why is there a helicopter landing? There's a helicopter pad at the hospital behind me, so someone's having a bad oh. day. Um, <laughs> sorry, sorry to them. Uh, so, Steve, Beyond the Oaks from Dragonfly Games to Saskatoon, is it now on your Game Jolt followers list? Yes, it is. Excellent. Uh, First one, I had to make an account on Game Jolt. Oh, did you? I, I thought I had one, but I searched my email. I think, you, I I think you had to make yeah. one for Moonshell Island, which we did before. See, I searched my emails for Game Jolt, but I guess I didn't search the Canadian game devs. Oh, true. We might have made a Canadian one. But yeah, uh, uh, the only other Game Jolt one I think uh, I've done is yeah, Moonshell from the Al- Alberta developer. But yeah, Game Jolt, s- solid, not really Steam competitor, but, you know, doing, doing their best. <laughs> Uh, they don't. They don't have billions to pull on exclusive AAA games every week and give them for free. So obviously, it's tough to compete. So where with can you see your follow, or your followed games? Um. I, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I see it. That's do you cool. do you have Moonshell Island also on there on this account? Uh no. All right. That means I can use see, it I re- again. I remember following this one. Um, I must have an. I have an account somewhere. I'm gonna. He'll find it. Next game today, also from Game Slice, Pace Chasers, which uh, looks a lot like uh, sort of pixel art speedrunners, which was a, a famous, really streamable... Oh, you didn't ask me, by the way. Yeah, I did. Did you? Yeah. I got the times thing down. You, you just oh, already forgot. No worries. I'm just old now. <laughs> sorry. Pace Chasers, Steve. Let me tell you about this. Uh, we played the demo. I really liked it. Uh, you have different characters with different sort of abilities to sort of uh, throw off. It's a, like a side-scrolling, get to the right side of the screen as fast as possible by like bodying people mm-hmm. out of the way. Um, and uh, yeah, it's it's mainly built for controller support, which is how I played the demo, which is up on itch.io. But they are trying to, to fully release it. Um yeah, you have basically a dash that charge you want to sort of tactfully use in like a straight line to get the most out of it. If you dash up or down, uh, you sort of have less distance covered left to right, if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, so it was a really good demo. And I definitely see, I think with four people all next to each other with controllers, um, you're, you're, you're going to get that speedrunners cr- craziness, elbowing each other co-op or uh, competitive couch action that like I think they're going for. And this is, yeah, gave me uh, gave me Runbo vibes. Mm. That's kind of like what Runbo was like, mm-hmm. just racing at the end. Um, and mainly the thing I think that sets this apart from the others is the, the pixel art is a lot different than the styles of Runbo and Speedrunners. Um, but yeah, once uh, once your sort of meter fills up in the top left, you get a dash that you kind of want to do forward rather than up or down. But I have seen because like uh, often there's like two paths forward, one lower, one higher, and like the lower one will have like moving obstacles, so you want to get up. So sometimes it's worth it to use your dash to get 
kind of like on top of it like in like old mario games when you sort of run on top through the ui and stuff you know what i mean mm-hmm. uh so yeah face chase is, is, is looking good and i like the demo you should check it out um what do you think steve yeah this is one of the ones we played on uh for game slice and uh yeah give me the give me gave me the rumbo vibes and i liked it um didn't we? We were also like, there's different characters, but I don't think they do anything just yet, right? I like, don't. What, I remember. Think I feel like so. the, uh, the dev jump on Discord and was like, no, nah, they don't do anything just yet. I okay. Remember seeing that. You, you're probably right. Um, but um, it'd be cool if they I think did. It'd be, I think uh, I liked it. I think it looks pretty cool. It's um, it's got like that SNES sort of graphics as mm-hmm. well to me, or Genesis, whatever. And uh, yeah, I think it's one of those things where it's like. With two people, I don't know, with like four or five, six mm-hmm, more or mm-hmm. whatever, then that's that's when it's like chaos. They have four on their itch.io page. So I think I believe that is the goal. Like uh, if you yeah. it's like chase the pace, beat the pace, set the pace, and it's like the Jaguar lady ahead of everyone else. Yeah. So you get the, it's like the more the merrier for this this type of thing. And Rumble was like that for me too, where it was just like, eh, by by yourself, this is kinda of alright, I guess. But once you get like a bunch of people then that's when it gets chaos. Mm-hmm. Is Pace Chasers by Studio Backpack in uh, Clarksburg, Ontario on your itch.io wish list? Yes, it is. Delicious. Uh, last game today for wish list this, Steve, <clears throat> after I edit out this pause, is Mother's Little Helper by Squeeze Bot Jam in Toronto, Ontario. Probably. I think with some time away from it, the biggest surprise for me from Game Slice 2021, I was really impressed with the demo that's up. Um, and I hopped into their channel on the Game Slice Discord to give some feedback and just reading through everyone's thoughts. A bunch of people are like, wow, th- this is great and really surprising. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this and uh, last week's Wishlist This Game, uh, Human Apocalypse, both kind of morbid, almost horror-y, but different tones. This, this is more like horror horror and human apocalypse is more like horror comedy um but yeah. mother's little helper is a super short we we pretty much played the whole demo in the video because it was so short uh low poly uh it feels like mm, what's that like kind of like a jane Eyre england style setting um although the day of bleach back then i don't know when was bleach invented but it, it sort of looked like an old english kitchen if you know what i mean yeah. Um, but you're doing some I, messed up I don't know those stuff. other references you just said, but I understand that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's it's up now on itch.io as a demo, but of course you can follow the devs and add the, the project to your, your uh, wish list collection. Um, the comments are all really glowing too. Wow, I was mm-hmm. scared. Uh, <laughs> thank you so much for making this. Yo, I loved this demo a lot. Uh, it was really creepy. I remember it was good. It was really good. It surprised us. Um, and yeah, I hope they can, they can roll that momentum into sort of a fuller, uh, indie, indie game release. Cause this, this would be great. Uh, and what did you think of mother's little helper? Yeah, I, it's, it was definitely creepy and I like the low poly. I, I'm liking these like low poly sort of PS one era games kind of coming. I feel like it's, it's a little bit of a, I don't know, research. I don't know. It's, they're just like coming out, and I don't think any of them have hit really big to make it like super mainstream. Like you don't see many huge games doing it, but mm-hmm. a lot of smaller indies. Um, but yeah, I remember just like watching you play it, and and uh, that was like pretty sweet. And the you know the the, the like recipe that you're making got like really weird really <laughs> quickly, and 
Um, and the mom, I'm like, wondering, I'm wondering what the game will kind of be like as you kind of keep, like you know what you keep going, whatever they kind of make it into. But you know, the demo itself is pretty sweet. You can play it. So the the mom as you turned around would like be looking at you or like right beside you. It's like a class. It's a, a lot of horror video games do that. Uh, bring, bring delight did that in a few sections where like statues would look at you when you looked away. And it, it's, mm. it's, it's a really great way to create fear. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, so is mother's little helper from squeeze Bot jam on your HEO wish list? Yes, it is. Perfect. <laughs> Uh, that's it for wishlist this this week. Uh, I want to talk about your games. Steve wants to wishlist your games, uh, so send them to us. Contact CanadianDose.com, or I'll just you know I have I have my ways finding your games. I'll find it. Don't worry. <sighs> A couple of Kickstarters have been in the works. Steve, Last Soul, uh, still gearing up. Spaceboat, still gearing up. Um, I think Spaceboat launches this week. Ooh, should we? Let me let me pop over the page here. Uh, Montreal, because I'm in their Discord. Okay. Uh, I'm not seeing it on the the Kickstarter launch page. Um, they just have their followers, and you can you can choose to follow it, which I have. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think there's any active Kickstarters at the moment, or at least I hope not. Let me go on. Uh, let me go on their Twitter right now. Um, but yeah, the uh, the Kickstarter game is alive and well in Canada, uh, and we we're we're kind of trying to expand our coverage of of those projects because a lot of times, even if they don't succeed, they still end up getting an attention. Uh, we saw that with Haste, another game that impressed Steve and I that failed their Kickstarter, but I think put on a really strong demo at Game Slice, and hopefully mm-hmm. they can continue development. Um, so on their Twitter, three minutes ago, Spaceboat Kickstarter demo coming October 5th for my daughter's birthday. So Aw, wait. Maybe that maybe that's what I saw, and so maybe with the demo they'll launch the Kickstarter. I don't know, they just say demo. Isn't October 5th another birthday in your life? Yeah, my daughter's. Wow, so your daughter's birthday is the same day as the space boat devs. That, that's probably what. That's yeah, exactly. Huh. I told them that, and they're like, "Oh, that's a great day to use the demo." <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Uh, so yeah, stay tuned for more Kickstarter coverage. Uh, let's close out this show, Steve, by talking about what we've been playing. Uh, I'm very interested in your thoughts on Resident Evil Zero. I think I talked about it a bit mm-hmm. last week, uh, but you kind of had to, to dip at the ends, but. As I yeah. understand this timeline, I watched an eight-hour Noah Caldwell Gervais uh, Resident Evil playthrough video essay, and sort of like I was kind of like giving you my thoughts as I was watching, and I think that really uh, brought up a lot of memories of Resident Evil for you as we were going, and now you're starting a playthrough of the Resident Evil games that you feel haven't gotten your attention or maybe didn't finish. Um, starting. Well, I just want to go through. The series, because the game that I'm sort of thinking around with is like a Resident Evil inspired game. So mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? I'll I'll play this game. So Resident Evil Zero like came out in 2003 or two or whatever, and I played it back then. And I haven't like I played it a little bit on the PS4 maybe a couple months ago, mm-hmm. but hadn't hadn't played and beaten it since then. So I played Resident Evil Zero on easy because. I had a normal file going and I don't know if it's just that I'm shitty at the game mm. or games in general, but I was just getting wrecked and there was like no way I was going to survive this shit. So I was like, you know what? I'll just play on easy. I'll restart and just go through it. And it's like, I I was like blown away. I was like, yo, this is actually really, really good. Like it, it messes up the item inventory balance, I think. Cause like you only have six weapon slots and it's just super annoying and like in, in previous games, you get like you can expand it, mm-hmm. or they have like eight. So Jill, so Resident Evil One, for instance, Jill has eight 
slots but takes less damage and then chris has six slots but takes more damage and they don't do that in in zero like i think i think the guy character does take more damage but they don't have any sort of balance for rebecca and you're playing together the whole time so it doesn't really matter wait do you mean deals more damage i'm a bit confused no like takes more damage like has more health or whatever oh i see what you mean okay yeah sorry um and so and then like shotguns and stuff take up two spots so like if your character just has a gun some bullets and a shotgun like that's four of your six spots and you know there's health and yeah you need herbs and key items yeah it's just annoying and then you can drop items it's the only game you can do that drop items and pick it up later but because the gamecube's memory you can only have like four or five items in a room at a time or else and then it just says like there's not enough room in the in this floor to do it or whatever and i was like motherfucker it's so annoying that is incredibly frustrating um, but in general like it's weird it has that b movie horror type stuff that i really dig about the series it doesn't make any sense um as you know the one character is like uh it's like a war criminal basically at first and then you find out he's not and it's just like kind of silly more than anything mm-hmm. and um i always loved how like resident evil like takes place you know in raccoon cities is like midwestern like town of like 100,000 people and they have like this star like this little swat team <laughs> at the police force <laughs> that like dies within like the first five minutes of a zombie apocalypse but um I, I I just like really really enjoyed it and and uh, I was kind of like I just remembered I was like ah oh, like I remember playing this and wanting co op with it with my buddy mm-hmm. and now that we've gone Resident Evil co op games since then it's I feel like it was sort of like a you know a precursor to it mm-hmm. just like what is it what is a Resident Evil game like with another character around you because um, it was kind of it was it was the first one I think because it was before like Resident Evil Outbreak and stuff like that mm-hmm. so. It was uh, it was pretty good, and I'm now on to Resident Evil remake the first one, and you know what? I've never actually played the original Resident Evil, um, so I have that loaded on my Vita. So I'm gonna give that a give that a shot. As That's well. the mansion, I'm assuming, right? Yeah, okay. I'm assuming it holds up terribly. <laughs> <laughs> I tried it when it came to PS4. Uh, I I got it for like I don't know ten bucks and played. I got a decent way, and I got past the dog jump scare. I don't know if that's a decent way, actually. Well, I don't. No, that's that's fair. Okay. I don't really the, like remake. I'll play the remake, and I've I've replayed the remake several times. And it's awesome. I mean the like OG like 1997. Oh, okay. Game. I've never actually played that one. Huh. Um. So I have that loaded on my Vita, and I'll play. And that's the famous one with all the really terrible voice acting. Like, oh, you're it's, almost a Jill sandwich. It's a full motion video too, right? Like the intro is live actors and stuff. Yeah, it's real. It's real actors. Huh. The only time they did that, which is funny. That is funny. Maybe interesting to see that on Vita because it's going to be like how much how like it got compressed so much. Oof. <laughs> it's, it's PS One game and now it's on this tiny Vita screen. Oh man, good. Well, I'm um, interested in following your Resident Evil adventures. Yeah. So I and so Resident Evil Remake I know a little bit better, and I'm going to try to play it on hard because I was looking at my trophies and I haven't played I haven't beat it on hard yet. Okay. Um. So I'm going to give it a shot, but I don't. Can you drop it mid playthrough? because that's always the thing for no, me oh, oh that I hurts i think so you said it at the beginning uh yeah i don't know i don't know to be honest i don't think so because it it balances out how much items it gives you and stuff so mm-hmm. if you like make it through like halfway through a game and then you decide to go to easy it would have to like it's not just like enemies deal more da- uh, deal less damage it's like spawning things in the world 
Yeah, they give you like more enemies and less ammo and stuff like that. So the Resident Evil remake is awesome because of the crimson heads. So if you kill a zombie, if you don't destroy their head, then like later on in the game, they become like more powerful, oh, and faster, no. and and scarier. I don't it's, need that. It's so legit, but it's the only game that does it. Like I remember they did that, and then they announced Resident Evil Zero wouldn't do that, and I'm just like, what the fuck? You guys have it. It's, <laughs> the technology it's exists. It, <laughs> it exists. So oh man. Anyways, what have you been playing? Uh, so I played a bit of Lemnus Gate, uh, which I mentioned in the releases for this week. Uh, okay, let me. I'll just try and read. Game Pass, right? It's on Game Pass, um, so yeah. no reason not to check it out. Which is very good for this game because honestly, Steve, this might be one of the hardest games to like pitch to someone. Uh, so I'm just gonna read the Steam description one more time. Lemnus Gate is a revolutionary turn-based combat strategy FPS taking place in a repeating time loop. Okay, so that's really hard to wrap your head around. The tutorial, thankfully, amazing. It's a really good tutorial, um, really sets you up in terms of, and I love when tutorials like add in a bit of the story and like context for why we're doing this rather than, like you played Splitgate's tutorial, you're just in like a, empty room and the text tells you what to do in lemnus gate there's like an announcer you're in like a space station that feeds into like the story of the game it's good um but basically how it works is you're gonna every you you alternate turns with the other team uh and in the mode i played you're trying to capture like control points um, and you capture a control point by shooting into the control point like tower to to deal enough damage to convert it to your side so mm-hmm. on my turn i'll pick an operative they all have different abilities um kind of like overwatch heroes one of them's just tracer like literally just tracer uh and so i pick one um and then i can now the the round starts uh my opponents picked one no no you alternate no one's you're not playing at the same time like you only send out one at a time but then they start lapping or uh it's already getting confusing. They start overlapping. <laughs> so I send out my first character. I run straight up to the objective, just shoot it, convert it to my side. My opponent goes out, runs the closest one to them, shoot it, convert it to their side. Now there's one in the middle. Cause you know, the, you, you get the one closest to your base. That's how hard point like always yeah. works. The middle one is where it gets interesting. So during the opponent's turn, I can fly like a little drone around the battlefield and try and like see what they're doing to try to like plan out my move. Um, and so I, I watched him go get his. And then, so for mine, I picked like a high damage character, just ran straight to the middle and captured the middle one. So then what they did, of course, is picked like a high damage character and sent it to the middle and killed me. Uh, so now for my, uh, other, I have like two more rounds. I instead opted to like run around the map and from the other angle with my next character, kill the person who kills, who took the objective on their side. And then when my last character ran around and took it. And so by the end, you watch all of this play out after everyone's taken their turns. uh, And sort of like that 10 seconds just plays out at the end. And so it looks really cool. Like I sort of wrote them. And by the end of it, I have two out of the three because uh, they didn't protect theirs. They just mainly went for that middle one and, and killing me. It's it's so hard. Like Steve, you just, you can't, explain it to people you just gotta play it it's really good and steve i will say the demo crashed it just straight up crashed uh i i completed the tutorial and won my first game and was getting really high on it and it just crashed and i was like oh 
that's like hard crash, like full fatal error windows pop up. Uh, Are you playing on PC? I am playing on PC. So that's definitely uh, probably because crashes due to console like uh, quality checks are are usually not as common. um, But I I would assume it runs a little better on console. Uh, But yeah, definitely the PC version could use some work. Uh, I'm going to circle back to it after a patch, I think. Um, and also, uh, I want to check it out. It's on. So I'm just looking at Game Pass on PC. Uh, let me skate on there. Avengers is on there on the PC mm-hmm. side. And uh, I don't. Did we mention this? I don't remember. Like Astra, Astra is ascending. Is it also on Game Pass? I on didn't. PC, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good. Good so noting for I'm that. Gonna, I'm gonna download that. Play the demo. All right. Demo download times three, or you have uh, Avengers on PS5. Well, I'm not gonna. Yeah. I've got all right, d- download times two. Steve's going to check out Lemnus Gate and Astria Ascending uh, on his Xbox or PC. I'm going to try. I keep saying I don't play PC games. PC games, and here I am downloading two more games. But it's like, that's the thing. It's not like I'm buying them. Mm-hmm. It's just, You're just downloading so. them. It's a. Uh, it's so hard to to explain Lemniscate to people, and I don't envy that team at all because they've they've made something really interesting here, and it's it's funny because you know I really don't like turn based games, um because of that downtime. But giving me that drone, so like even when it's not my turn, I'm like zipping around the battlefield trying to like strategize like my next play, um and just giving me something to do during that downtime is what stops me from just immediately checking Twitter, uh during my opponent's turn. And I, I hope people get into this. I hope people check it out. It's on Game Pass uh, by Ratloop in in Montreal. Um, and yeah, just it's just a, a couple technical hiccups, but a really solid tutorial. And yeah, it's just it's so hard to explain this game to people. It's very positive on Steam. So good, like the review. Good. That's good. That, that I, I remember. <laughs> I am we were... the entire team, and still complaining about my trash teammates is the funny. <laughs> that's awesome yeah i i really hope this that is really <laughs> it's like good overwatch review. except you play the whole team so you don't have to deal with fucking teammates there, what a pitch what a pitch for a game if your issue with overwatch was being the only person on the team not on the or everyone on the team not being on the objective uh new game lemon escape play the whole team at once it's great can't blame your teammates for dragging you down because you are the team <laughs> exactly I, honestly i didn't even consider that aspect of it but i think if you're someone who likes these kind of uh first person shooter class-based games and the thing mm. that frustrates you is a bunch of incompetent people who play it like call of duty lemon escape might be for you the problem is is i am those incompetent guys, so <laughs> well they but then it works for you because you're not having anyone yell at you on your overwatch team because you're doing that's the whole true thing. I've, I've had people message me just being like you're bad <laughs> i know that's so split, oh man splitgate i was uh this is totally aside i was playing splitgate and i was in a ranked match and i was doing terribly and um you know how the ps5 has like the mic in the thing yeah you got to mute and stuff like yeah that? so i was listening to our podcast and i turned the mic on i blasted like our podcast just into the mic <laughs> and so when the game when when we lost the match was over the person just yelled at me like during that like lobby scene yeah just like what the fuck are you doing <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's awesome really gamers are great uh lemon escape is great uh and i i hope that people uh check it out <sighs> anything else uh, you want to talk about you played in the past week steve uh, I did play Freedom Wars on Vita, and uh, it's like a Monster Hunter like type of game, and the world is funny because it's like uh, it's like a Suicide Squad premise. 
yeah like you're all in jail and the world like you basically have to like earn your freedom and you have a million year sentence and you kill monsters and stuff like that and it's it's pretty it's pretty cool premise and um i was playing online and there was people playing online which crazy blew me away absurd i remember like playing a resident evil like uh what game it was resident evil operation raccoon city or whatever on ps3 like via ps now and mm-hmm. people were playing that online and battlefield 3 that's absurd people playing that online i was like i guess sometimes you just get like your little your big brother your little your big brother's ps3 and that's like all that's the game that you have mm-hmm. you know like i had a sega genesis for like the first two years of the nintendo 64 and i play, i rented sega genesis games so you don't you don't always get like the new games mm-hmm. there's people there's nerds out there playing battlefield 3 despite the fact there's like seven new battlefields mm-hmm. but that's kind of it. just playing a lot of vita good uh, vita means yeah. life steve Vita means Vita's greatest, second greatest console, uh, portable ever made. Vita means life. Give it up for the DS. That's it for episode number 199 of the CanadianGameDevs.com podcast. Uh, 199 in French is saint Catravant de snuff because it's just I hate, I hate it. an absurd language. Uh, 200 is easy, though. 200 might be live, by the way. Not live, uh, but us in person. Let me see. 200 in French is du sang. It's easy. Just say 200. That's less than English, though. I guess, yeah, it's two words. Um, it's the same thing, 200. You know what? Yeah, it's two words. It's just the nines that get weird. Everything... I think you just don't like French people. That's what we're trying to... Well, I mean, it's a silly language, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's it for that episode. Steve, we will be recording episode 200 in person for the first time in the history mm-hmm. of this podcast. <laughs> uh, in over two years of us recording this show... We will record one in person from uh, live, pre-recorded from Owen Sound, Ontario. Uh, so stay tuned for that next week. Uh, I don't know. Maybe we'll try and like pull some questions from the Discord or something. Do something fun to celebrate. Uh, so yeah, if you have any ideas for that, let Maybe us know. Maybe Sophia will join. Maybe Sophia will join. See. Maybe Heather will join. Maybe. Probably not. Uh, <laughs> thank you so much for listening. If you want to help us keep the site running, covering the Canadian game dev scene, you can do so. Patreon.com slash Canadian game devs. I want to take this opportunity to thank all our $5 a month patrons. We call it the credited tier because I say your name at the end of every episode. Thank you so much. Aaron McLeod, Canuck play, David winter, David Nagy, Daniel Miller, Dugsy, Eric beer, Eleanor, Elizabeth Avery, Jean Leggett, Kai Hutchins, meow, the Leon, Nicholas, a Zorko pixel, underscore Alex, Sean Hayden, slaughter, Neko and Stacy H. Please give us any feedback possible. I am always looking for ways to make this show better. Steve, uh, Gabriel has now added CanadianGameDevs.com to that app he was mentioning before. I've already forgotten. Oh, shit, I was supposed to do that. No, it's on uh, Overcast. Uh, so yeah. He, yeah, he said he's uh, going He's going through them now on Overcast. I'm like, oh, wow, there's some. thank you so much for, for checking it out and, uh, and give us any feedback. So we might be getting some feedback from Gabriel soon. If you want to give us feedback, uh, leave us a review if you're on a, a, a platform that does that. If not, contact at com. Steve, very important day in the, uh, the world of gambling, you would say, uh, especially sports betting. What do we got going on today? So the... There's a four. There's a potential for a four-way tie. That's a first in the AL in the American League. Yes. So there's two wild card positions. Austin and New York currently hold it, but they're only one game up on Seattle and the Blue Jays. So if either of them lose and the Blue, so basically, if New York and Boston win, they're in. 
if they lose and Toronto and Seattle, one of them wins, then they're in, they're they will play a game one sixty three to determine. And if more than one team does that, then there's going to be like a combination. The four way tie is simple. The one way, the two way, like two teams tie is simple. I don't know what they do with the three way tie. So you have huh. say Boston wins, so they're in. Then New York loses, Seattle and Toronto win, um, win, and New York loses. Then you have three teams tied for one spot. So what I don't do know what do? they'll do in that spot. Huh. I have no idea. That's so, interesting. That's also. I hope it happens because I because I think that's the chaos. That would be very <laughs> funny. I also hope that happens just for the silliest outcome happening because I think that's fun. Yeah. The, I don't know what they do. Why? I want to see a three-way baseball match. That'd be sweet. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like have you seen four-way chess where you just play like across each other. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Just do yeah. that with baseball. Yeah. Why are why is Seattle in the same division as all these other teams? That's like four time zones away. No, no, no. So there's there's three divisions: oh, okay. AL East, AL Central, and uh, AL West, and the same thing with NL. The winner of each division makes the playoffs, mm-hmm. no matter what. So even if they're like a 500 team, they'll make the playoffs if they lead the division. That's happened. Then the, the two remaining spots just belong to the two best teams. Oh, okay. That so football sense. does the same thing. There's six playoff spots, four teams, four divisions, the winner of each division, and then two wild cards. And sometimes you get like, yeah, when you, whenever this happens, you, sometimes you do get a division where like the, it's won by like the New York Giants were eight and eight actually when they won the Super Bowl against Tom Brady who went sixteen and zero. That's incredible. That's interesting because it's probably a hundred. Or maybe they might have been nine to six, but they're definitely much worse. One hundred and sixty-two game season versus what? 12 10 how many is in nfl uh this year is the first year with seven the odds of a tie significantly lower in baseball i assume just by the sheer number of games but that's yeah, fine i think they they have tiebreakers and stuff for playoffs in nfl and nba and nhl but baseball they don't they'll do a 163 that's so, awesome so that's what toronto and seattle are fighting for so what do you, play 163 what are what are the best replaces to you who do you like for baseball Oh my god! I don't even know. I did see the Jays are winning one nothing. Three way tie. I might not. Let's do the three way tie. Pay attention. Let's go through it. Okay. I might not pay attention to baseball until like seven p.m. and just see what 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 it is. Okay, <laughs> that's awesome. So this will all be old news by the time people are listening to this. But hey, we might have baseball history this week, so that'll be fun. <sighs> Thanks so much for uh, listening. Thank you, Steve, for doing this podcast with me for over two years now. It's been a real mm-hmm. real treat. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. many, many more to come. Many more to come, including our first ever live one, which I'm very excited Maybe about. Maybe just two more, actually. Let's just do two more. Two more and wrap we'll do it up. Do the live one, then one more, and then be like, all right. And we'll go off in the sunset. Sounds like a plan. Uh, have a good week, everyone. Bye. Bye. Uh, today's quote is today is the only day yesterday is gone john wooden seems a bit obvious yeah who is this john wooden